You're listening to Beyond Infinity, your weekly dose of science and technology, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Australia has a huge amount of outback sunshine, as we're all aware of. You just have to head up the Stewart Highway from Adelaide up to Darwin and you become aware of this. And uh, there's lots of other outback in Australia. Fly from Bali, for example, and look down over this expanse of desert. It's hot and it's dry and it doesn't have much in the way of cloud cover. I mean, of course, there are periods of the year when there's, when there's rain, but generally it's dry and sunny and it's a huge place to make solar energy, to have solar farms and to generate it. One plan that has been hitting the headlines recently is called the Sun Cable Project, and this is set to drive Asia's transition to cleaner energy by generating huge amounts of solar power near Tennant Creek in the case of Sun Cable and then delivering it by cable up to Singapore. Yeah, so not uh, even held in here in Australia. Well, it could be used in Australia as well, but the the big market, the big populations are north of us. uh, And Singapore, I think they typically use uh, gas-powered for their electricity generation. Right. So they're looking to rely less on on gas. On fossil fuels. fuels. Absolutely. So this this is part of Asia's transition to cleaner energy and to renewables. It would definitely be a great boon for Australia. It's attracted some really big backers, and this is what's given the, the whole thing a kind of a head of steam, if you like. The two notable people who've backed it are Andrew Forrest. Uh, he's a mining magnate from Western Australia, iron ore billionaire, and Mike Cannon-Brooks from Atlassian, mm-hmm. who's a, a, a multi-billionaire. In fact, I looked the other day, and he's worth over $10 billion Australian dollars now. So he's done incredibly well out of Atlassian, that software company that's uh, gone around the world and, and gone viral, so to speak. The estimated costs are around about $20 billion. Yeah, $20 billion. Dollars, so it's, yeah. it's not a cheap project. You know, one of the things about it is that uh, they're claiming the backers and the people involved with the sort of early stages, and we are talking early stages at the moment, but it was oversubscribed. So there's been a lot of interest from investors, including those two big investors, Cannon Brooks and Forrest. But one of the things they're saying is that uh, they're, they're not waiting for any miracles to occur as far as technology breakthroughs. Part Just get of, along with it. Part, well, part of the big attraction of it is that it's using existing technology that has not been applied on such a, a scale before, rather than relying on processes yet to be developed. The way that it's going to happen is that, as I said, it'll be up at Tennant Creek. It involves a 10 gigawatt solar farm and about 22 gigawatt hour battery storage plant that'll be built near Tennant Creek in the Northern Territory. Over 15,000 hectares for the space they'll need. Right. Yeah. And uh, then power will be transmitted through a high voltage direct current 4,500 kilometre interconnector to Singapore, which would include a fibre optic cable as well. So that sounds like that might be just sort of doubling up, uh, putting in a fibre optic cable. I guess it's sort of one of the benefits if you're going to run gonna, cable, you might as yeah, well. Yeah, why not why include a data cable with it as well? And uh, the planet is encircled by fibre optic cable. In fact, 99% of communications and internet communications, phone calls, and the like go through cables, undersea cables. Uh, only a very small percentage are actually done through satellites, which are not as fast and not as efficient and can't carry the traffic that fibre optic can. As I mentioned, there's been early interest among Singaporean electricity retailers. 
independent power companies in Singapore have already expressed interest in, in buying the, uh, uh, you know, this electricity that's generated in Australia. There is an appreciation that countries like Singapore and other places in Southeast Asia could benefit from having clean energy and will benefit yep. from it. It's part of the world making a transition, part of it, uh, addressing climate change around the world. We do need to wean ourselves off, urgently wean ourselves off fossil fuels. So turning Australia into a giant solar farm mm. and cabling the power up to Asia, not just Singapore, Indonesia, imagine the size of that market exactly. uh, and other places up there Malaysia Thailand this could really put Australia at the center of a clean energy revolution in our so part of, in our part s- of the world s- spare land and sun that's beating down consistently I mean look this is only going to power about one-fifth of the power needs of Singapore mm. but it is uh, you know, I guess Big it's a step in the case. right direction. A, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, it's early days at the moment. This is not going to actually be up and running for several years from now, but work is already underway in securing uh, approvals. And notice of intent is, uh, is expected to be lodged with the Northern Territory Environment Protection Authority between mid-December and early January uh, 2020. And discussions are already taking place with various branches of government and different agencies to brief them on the project. And apparently the uh, the feedback has been generally supportive up till now. Mm. So really exciting. A big plant to be built just near Tennant Creek in the Northern Territory to supply Singapore to start with and other, other countries and other markets potentially via a direct current 4,500 kilometre interconnector. <laughs> Listening to Beyond Infinity. 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 Infinity.